on this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I have the post Inman Connect show of New York City. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Industry Relations in which we have good news. Uh, but before I get into that, uh, this is obviously your co-host, Rob Hahn, Notorious ROB. And joining me is my other co-host, the fabulous Greg Robertson. How are you, Greg? Oh, I like fabulous. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of cool. I mean, I was I'm always jealous of you because you've got that notorious kind of thing, and right. I don't really have right. I don't really have one of those monikers there. So, hola, Rob. Um, hola, fabulous Greg Rob. Not gay wait, at all. Wait, I like our little header here thing. Yeah, um, that's, that's cool. So we're making improvements. Uh, yeah, no, Speaking of improvements, the big news is that uh, apparently. We thought we needed a thousand subscriptions to get a channel name, but that's not true. It's only a hundred, so we hit it. So I think dun, we're dun, at one hundred subscribers on YouTube. So you going forward, you can expect to see the channel be named like Industry Relations Podcast or something, you know, as opposed to whatever random letters and you know, numbers. Capital A, capital C, X T V W X Y. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I guess we're not going to bother you to subscribe and hit the like button and all that stuff. Well, we want to, we still want a thousand. Let's go for a thousand, right? Right. But so we'll, we'll, now we're going to annoy you to subscribe so we can get to a thousand and then <laughs> see, <laughs> see where we're at. So, but thank you for, for subscribing and helping us get a name. So that part's the big, big announcement. Yay. Yay. But, uh, you are obviously back in California because that looks like your office. Yes, I flew back from New York um, last night. So mm -hmm. had a, a long-ass flight last night, but a, a great time at Inman Connect New York City, the 25th Inman All Connect. Right. Um, How was I, it? Let's let's make this our post-Inman show because the last one was the pre-Inman show. Yeah, no. Um, again, I had a great time. Um, I don't recover as much as quick as I used to as a younger <laughs> younger gentleman um but um no it's just again it's good to be with all the industry folks that you and i know of and who like to to talk about the same things we do and are passionate and care enough about this industry to to give a shit about all this stuff and um just had a fantastic three days got to meet with a lot of friends and colleagues and clients and you know face to face which is always i think better than like you know zoom and anything else right mm -hmm. so um first day you know uh watching brad give his um you know opening session and then and he was talking about the theme was kind of going down a river and uh but it was also kind of you know the wasn't lost in anybody about how that had been i think the 25th year of of inman doing these connects and um it was it was cool brad gave it you know did a great job as usual um, got a little emotional on there. I don't know. It felt a little swan songish. I mean, hmm. I know he sold the company, and I'm sure he's going to be around more than this. But I mean, I mean he might have been just caught up in the moment there. But um, as he was yeah. delivering it there, he got a little choked up. So I think he was probably just happy to see everybody in one place too, right? And yeah, and, and things somewhat back to normal. Yeah. And did the new hotel work out in terms of like lobby con and lobby? Yeah, con? yes and no. There was like two different ones. There was like this lobby one and this thing called Bridges Bar. The only thing I would say there, and um, and again, I 
I'll preface this with like, you know, I, I think we all have to be um, a little patient. Things aren't a, th- a thousand percent back to normal as far as uh, hospitality and service, right? So, um, you know, you were waiting a long time for a drink, which maybe was actually a good thing for this yeah. conference. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of us would head out uh, beyond the lobby bar just to, I mean, there's a thousand bars in New York City, right? So we did that. Um, but no, I mean, you know, uh, I like the venue. Um, it was a little confusing at first because there were two bars. One one closes before the other one. But um, um, I heard a lot of people saying that, you know, they like the, the Marriott better. But I think that's just a, you know, you're used to that type of thing. So um, I think it's okay. I mean, I think, I think we can make it work. I mean, what right. I do like about the Marriott Marquis is just that large lobby area and then the bar area right so right kind of had but you had that kind of like just a you could hang out there and have some meetings there and then you know the bar was not such a far far away right so yeah um but no i think i think the hilton will work i mean it was um walkable to a lot of stuff and we went and saw a couple shows here uh, as well so no had a good time right on man Right on. And uh, in terms of attendees, I mean, we t- chat about this, the pre-emit show, you know, the trend before the whole pandemic thing shut things down was that the MLSs were going to admit less and less. Like, had that changed? I mean, would you see? Not you really. Know, I mean, I, you know, I, I had, uh, uh, I didn't get to meet with everybody I wanted to meet. There was a lot of people there I didn't know about. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I saw, I saw in the distance, Matt Consalvo from ARMLS, but I never got a chance to, to talk to him. And <laughs> George Picard from uh, Northern Nevada MLS, mm-hmm. uh, regional MLS, also um, emailed me during the thing saying, yeah, I'm here. And I guess it was like a last-minute change to get there. Yeah. Um, but I did connect with a lot of, uh, you know, saw Brian there, Renee, you know, Sam. Sure. Um, I mean, just, you know, the normal crew plus some extras, Colleen. I mean, just, sure. you know, had a great time. uh uh, talking with him, we talked about you a lot. Um, you did, and and I think the thing was is that, um, and we've heard this feedback before, but I think the pre-show was actually pretty, pretty smart on our part because it's like it gave people like a, whether traveling on a plane or driving or yeah or you know, on a train or something, and uh, a couple of people told me that they um uh they binged uh, like a few episodes on their way <laughs> to there. Smart. I thought it was amazing. And smart. I, w- I, I remember going into an elevator and I had my badge on and he's, and the guy was saying, Oh, I love listening to you and Rob. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. There's maybe this consistency happened, but you know, I, you, I think you and I both get that a lot, but it seemed to me, I got a bit more of that. Um, and you know, most of the time they're telling me that I'm right and you're not. So that felt of course. good. Of course. Um, <laughs> just kidding but not really um and <laughs> and it's the same thing of like who's you know they're, who, they're it's like who, who told me something it's like you know we've been having a conversation uh all day yesterday but you just didn't hear me right so it's like again they're talking into their podcast player or you know their phone or their radio wherever they're listening to us from so i thought yeah that was kind of, i thought yeah, that yeah. was kind of cool I mean, look, maybe, like I said, we keep threatening to do some live streams so people could join in and, you know, make comments. So we'll we'll have to pull that together. All right. So let's get to the content. Okay. What'd you hear? Give me, like, what was the big, like, aha takeaway? Was there anything like that? You know, what I did sense, and I think you you read a bit about this on some of the, the coverage, like, 
Um, I was on a panel called, you know, will broker tech out, outpace MLS tech. And there was interviews with like um, Ryan Gorman and uh, I think Brian from Brian MLS was on there um, talking about how building real estate tech is a nightmare, <laughs> right? So these are the th- some of the themes that we've talked about on the podcast before where I, you know, I was on a panel also talking about uh, with Lucy Fortier from, uh, she was previously with CoreLogic, but now is mm-hmm. kind of when I had a products over at Compass of, of, you know, building real estate software as a brokerage, as a franchise, or as a, you know, as a real estate company, you know, as an MLS owning stuff. But I think what I, I did get a little bit of sense is, is that I don't know if we've reached our peak or maybe a turning point. Of like people, you know, companies are again beginning to realize, um, this isn't all, you know, it's 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 just not it's not like a an easy thing to do, right? And and that building MLS software, yeah, well, building their own tech software, like being responsible for that, right? Right. Um, you know, when something breaks, you know, um, you know, you got all the egg on your face. Right. It's not like you can not that you want to blame a vendor or do anything else. But I mean, it's just um, it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole way you have to structure your company. It's a whole different ways of doing things. And I I just felt there was a little bit, even though this is only to me still a kind of a newer trend, they're still already beginning to see some fatigue from some of the players out there of like, uh, maybe we really don't want to we don't want to do this. We, we want to leave it to the uh, quote unquote professionals. Okay. So I, the, the, I felt a little bit of a, a change in the air for that. Um, Wait, so time, then, out. time out before you move off of that, because I would think it's the other way around because, you know, we had like the uh, <clears throat> four MLSs coming together to buy Remind as an example, right? Right. And MLS aligned when an acquired agent inbox. Like it almost seems like the other way around that the MLSs at least are saying, we want to own technology. We don't want vendors anymore. Like, did they? Did y'all not talk about that at all? Or no? I mean, or, what I'm saying is, is that those kind of things have happened, right? And I think Ryan Gorman was saying that they have tried themselves to do initiatives like that, some in the past, some recently. Sure. And it's you know it's a pain in the ass, right? I mean, they're beginning to s- discover that. No, it's not oh, like okay, got it. They're beginning again. It's just again maybe just little grass shoots of that type of of things of like just feelings, the frustration of like, Oh, I thought this is only going to take us three to six months. Yeah. And you know what? You're not even, you know, software never sleeps. You're not even done when you're done. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, are you, are you, what are you in the business of doing? Are, are you, are you there to grow a real estate franchise or are you, are you there to create software? Are you there to manage um, an MLS organization or are you there to, you know, be a software company? Those are two different things that, you know, sometimes, if you don't structure it well enough, it's it's going to go. It's not going to go well. I think you know. You mentioned uh, ARMLS and the you know the, their their thing. I mean, they have a separate company. They've set things up differently. So you know, I think if you do it right, you might have a better chance than others. But um, you know, I think still the jury's out on on Remine. I know they announced that they got a, a new CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll 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 see what those kind of uh, what that leads to for sure. Yeah, no, it's and I think, I think I I had a brief conversation with Fred Towns, the new CEO. There, it seems really smart. You know, he seemed really with it. You know, maybe we'll have him on our show one of these days, right? To talk about kind of the stuff they're working on. Yeah, um, you know what the thing about that release is like, 
I didn't even know Playster was still in business. I, I didn't know that either. Are, are they still in business? Well, that's like, I, I mean, I know it came, it came from. from. doesn't mean that, I mean, it could have been in the past. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, th yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think that the, the release said that they were still in business. Yeah. I was just, yeah. But interesting. But the bigger point, I think, is especially if you're a brokerage or franchise, right? Uh, you don't have a choice but to be in the tech business because I think it was Bill Gates who said this like back in the 90s, right? When he said basically now every company is a technology company to some extent, right? And the reason why I say that is because even if you say, okay, look, um, we're EXP, we're Realogy, we're Keller Williams, we're Remax, whatever. It, it's not about technology. It's about recruiting and retention and growing the, the company, um, the recruiting retention is so heavily dependent on you having some sort of unique value proposition, right? And in this day and age, that unique value proposition is going to have to be technology because what else could it be? No, for sure. I mean, I, I, do, I don't think that means you have to create your own and develop your own, but you definitely have to have a way of, of leveraging what's out there. And like, but then you have, so to I've, seen, I've, I've seen a thousand companies implement Salesforce Sure, but I've maybe seen ten that have really executed on it to really where it helps drive and grow their business, right? So, um, it's I think a, a you know it, it's it's not just a roll your own situation when they say you're a technology company. It's just how how smart are you using it and executing it for sure. But it it is roll your own to some extent, right? In other words, you have to at least customize. You can't just offer out something that an agent could go buy off the shelf. Sure, sure. right. You you gotta. So if it's Salesforce, if it's whatever, you got to have some flavor, some customization. No, I think the best software lets you kind of like you know do yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't you know that doesn't mean you you if not you have to you know do it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's there's of course reasons to do that yeah um, too i think there's a blend a mixture of a lot of things right yeah. but you know mission critical yeah. stuff i mean if you want to kind of go ahead this kind of brings back something that i don't know if you and i talked about in the past but this is wow almost six seven years ago now i remember writing something about this back when you know i was like on this whole module mls kick for a while um but i remember writing why don't we have systems integrators in real estate and no, so maybe good, I'm good wrong. Like, it's a good question. Do we have them in real estate today? I because I can't think of anybody that I would call a systems integrator. Well, I would right. probably say I would think um, the the T three sixty people are, are kind of system integrators for brokerages, right? Do they do I, coding though? Do you I know? don't know. If they do I don't coding, know. I know they, they do, do consulting. I know, but they but what they're you know to me, I guess maybe you have uh there might be different variations or levels of what system integrators do my, what my familiarity is is like when i when i do an implementation of salesforce usually you have to hire a system integrator who works right. with you to kind of configure that data that that software application for your needs right. it doesn't mean they're really doing any hard code hardcore coding but they know how to manipulate you know salesforce to a degree to get yeah. it in in a, in a manner that you know you're used to, and I think when you look at all the the broker tech stacks, I know it is the same with ours, like our backend software for Lone Wolf, right? Mm -hmm. That's definitely requires you know some training and help to kind of get that configured for what commissions plans you have and things like that. So, but I mean, I don't think I don't think necessarily you need it, it needs to be hard code hardcore coders 
to to be a systems integrator? Well, I don't know. Like, so I'm just I, I have very little experiences with systems integrators. What I remember is like right after college, I my roommate worked for Anderson Consulting, right, which is one of the big systems integrators mm-hmm. out there, and he would go do coding because you know whatever some big uh, retailer is uh, integrating like CRM with ERP enterprise resource uh, thing with payroll management with supplier management you know like all these big systems and they would have to write a bunch of code in order to make it all talk to each other yeah sure things that that would be necessary in real estate like so let's say you have a website you know you have a crm system you've got transaction management systems you have a bunch of mls's you have all these different pieces that maybe you didn't build it yourself but you needed to make it all talk to each other i wonder like wouldn't like what about lone wolf like do you guys do anything like that Look, well, let's say I, I mean, buy your backend system, but I wanted to talk to Cloud CMA. I wanted to talk to the MLS. I want to talk to yeah, whatever. So, so this is going to sound like a commercial, but um, no, I mean, that's the whole vision we have at Lone Wolf is to have all those things um, speak together. And, and you know, actually, like, it is qu- kind of recent that we kind of closed a lot of those, those things happening. So now, you know, you can have... Um, an ad that you that you kind of created with Boost, which is our kind of like, you know, uh, social media marketing tool, and that ad can lead into a click that goes into a Lion Desk CRM, which causes you then to contact that 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 lead into a, a listing pres- presentation to create a cloud CMA. Right. And then when you're done with the CMA, if they want to do the listing agreement, you can click a button. And all that information will be put into the listing agreement. So you don't have to retype anything at any point of this. Right. And then once you get the listing agreement done, you can then, that information is still in the same place and it can be created into a purchase agreement. Right. And then that, that information can flow into Lone Wolf's back office so the broker can write you a commission check. So okay. we, we have this, all what I described right, working but the, now. So well, um, my question is, okay, so what if I say, that's great, Greg, but I want to use Boomtown for my CRM? <laughs> And yeah. I want it to flow into dot loop. So, so most of the software out there, including ours, I know this is true with cloud CMA is we have APIs to do that. And then okay. there's, all, there's also tools now. I, I can't think of the, but there's, you know, that help with connecting APIs. Right. So, right. Um, but see, that, this is exactly my well. point. Like everyone says we have APIs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. okay, that's cool. But somebody still has to access the, somebody still has to write, and integrate this stuff. It doesn't. Yeah, no. Anything. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think you need to be a full-on developer to kind of get APIs working together. But I, mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? I just I've always wondered like why we don't have more companies, more tech companies that are straight up systems owners. Like we don't build any code. Like we don't write any apps. We don't build any software. We just take a bunch of different software and make it yeah. all work together, right? It seems like that would be a big opportunity. Um, and I thought that six, seven years ago, and uh, we haven't seen it. We still don't yeah. see it. We, we see I think it's that, probably out there. It's probably just so niche, we don't really... Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? If you're listening to this and you are a systems integrator for real estate, we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what that's like, you know? Because, yeah. yeah, so much of what happens in, in real estate is not custom code writing. And that, to your point, it's... There's so many of these roll your owns. So many of these we have these platforms we're trying to build this, you know, end to end platform. And I'm kind of like, like, yeah, but the end to end platform doesn't 
it's not really doesn't really fit kind of what our needs are. What what our needs are, in my opinion, is more of a systems integrator, right? Where you just take different components and you fuse it together so it all talks to each other, works with each other. And yeah, I don't I see think, a lot of effort think, on that. Yeah, I think you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting time because, you know, Lone Wolf definitely is down the going down the kind of end to end platform thing that's their yeah. acquisitions are based on that yeah. and i think you look at it, a lot of other companies are kind of copying that as well but but you're right i think you know um, we have a thing called marketplace which is a way we partner and integrate with other third-party applications because we know we can't do everything but um i think there's always going to be the case where there's a one particular app that does it just so strongly and well they're going to want to use that rather than yeah. whatever their main broker platform yeah. is right yeah. um so we we deal with that a lot with cloud cma right i mean we have a good strong reputation and even though some broker tech stack might have their own cma in there they want a yeah. cloud cma so yeah we've tried to make it easy for for people to integrate that as well so i, right. I get that yeah so hey that's a that's an idea for some tech vendor out there i guess yeah, yeah, sure <laughs> stop trying to build your own code just go learn how to do systems integration work and you'll make a fortune you know it's a it's a real need um okay that's cool so that's one topic um any other big takeaways from inman no i think it's just about um it's about that community getting back together again um you know and i you could just everybody there was you know, just you could tell we're excited to see each other start just, you know, all the vendors were, as I say, telling lies to each other and <laughs> people were reconnecting and um, it was just being face to face like that. And, and hell, being in New York in the springtime was a little bit better than being there in January. <laughs> oh, that's that's for sure. That's right. Sure. So, but um, so, let me ask you this, like what the general mood, because one of the things about Inman specifically, right, is that Inman really is positioned as it's an agent conference. Right? I mean, Brad makes a huge point of this about agents, about the working realtor, right? It's not about corporate executives on expense accounts. Like he's mentioned that from stage a number of times. Yeah. I mean, he likes to say, I want everybody to, whoever paid to come here with their own credit card, please. Right. Stand up, right. 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 Stuff like yeah. that. Right. So yeah. it's always been positioned as more of an agent conference except that you and i we don't really deal with that world we deal with the uh, you know mls's and tech companies and large brokerages and things like that um do you get a sense of like what the mood of the general attendee was you or know did you even funny. spend much time with them yeah brad did kind of like this this kind of exercise uh on his keynote speech and what he described in is and maybe this is new or just evolving is he he asked a couple questions in the audience and he raised your hand and kept it up and you know I, you know i think one of them was like have you been if you're an agent less for less than two years and this is your first name and and there was a, a lady in the audience that he picked out and then he asked somebody in the audience you know are you a, a, an entrepreneur right mm -hmm. you know maybe building tools or doing something to make this industry better and what he had done is he bought like these two really great tickets to the music man, which is a musical musical playing with Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, what Inman connect is about is about connecting agents with these young entrepreneurs to do something great together. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And um, I guess he gave those two tickets to the, I don't know, maybe they're both single, who knows, but, <laughs> but you know, that's the way. And I, I kind of like that because you're, you're right. It is about agent a little, you know, it is about agent, but you know, there's still a lot of MLS people that go there. There's still a lot of broker. Yeah. And really what to me that's exciting about it is, is that vendor alley is, is going yeah. down and seeing all the new kids on the block and, and the new companies, because they keep yeah. coming, man. Maybe yeah, not, yeah. maybe they're not going to be there next year, or the the year after. But um, those same faces, they catch the bug. I'm gonna ask you about Vendor Alley. Oh. I, I yeah. do want to talk about Vendor Alley, but before that, I guess what I was trying to figure out is: Did you sense any sort of difference in mood between kind of the agents in the field versus kind of the corporate people? Do you know what I mean? No, I, I, not anything different. Not okay. much that I could that I could sense from that kind of thing. Okay, like I was just wondering if there's one group is more optimistic than the other, right? Because, you know, the pre and mid show and in our podcast, particularly, we tend to talk about some of these big threats, right? These big, and, you know, whereas the, the average agent has no idea and all they know is like the market's super hot, there's no inventory, you know, et cetera. I was just wondering if there was any difference in Well, I, you know, to me, I mean, what is somebody saying? Like it's been ten years, nobody's seen a a bad. There's agents whose whole career has been up, 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 and up and up, right? I mean, right. since 2011, let's say, or something. Right. So I, I think that's just a share. I mean, that's a you know, it takes old timers like us to know what what happened there. But I will tell you, I do get a sense of more of changes in the in the vendor community. And okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah. Um, I was I was fortunate to get upgraded to first class going out there, and I'm I'm sitting in the seat, and I noticed you know somebody was sitting up there also who had one of those hats a hat on, with a very you know with a very kind of like you could tell like was a a uh, a prop tech startup logo right what 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 hat oh it's a, okay never mind. like a logo hat right okay and and, and, it, like and somebody house. had a t-shirt on or yeah. a house in the shape of something else that you could tell was whatever yeah. and and i kind of i didn't i didn't first recognize the logo but i kind of did my little google search and i figured okay who this who this company is and then you begin to realize there were three people um actually in first class from this company and you know, I'm trying to think well, back. They're a successful life. startup that has raised a lot of venture money. Well, is what you're saying? I I looked <laughs> up, and they were definitely a startup who had raised money, right? But like you know, three being people in first a, class, baby. I mean, that's well, you know. <laughs> but being you know a, a bootstrap founder, I mean, you know, the early days of that, um, and they were pretty early. They were less than I think two years old. Um, you know, I was back smelling farts in the fucking 34D, right? And I was I just, in cargo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, you know, asking friends in the industry, like, hey, could you get two beds in your in your in your expense account um, hotel room that I could stay in, right? Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, motherfucker, right? This guy, and it, I think he was the CEO, and then he had two other people there. How do you, how are you like two years old? I'm not going to name the company, but how are you two years old? You've taken them out this amount of kind of funding and you're, 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 you're sending over three people in first class to an Inman conference. I mean, it just I'm like, what the fuck? You, you, you understand just how much a like, grandpa you sound like right now, right? I mean, I'm just saying, you know, my day, we walk to school in the snow. Oh, no. This, this, is, this is not, I mean, 
you know, I, I don't know who their investors were, but I mean, if they saw that happening, they got to go. What, what, you know, it's like what I, I read something on Twitter is like red flag. Number one is when, you know, this uh, 20 something startup founder has a, an executive assistant already mm. and they, they, they haven't really made a dime of profit yet. I mean, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. But, you know, it's like may, maybe I am an old man. Maybe I was, you know, same, may, maybe right I'm on. just jealous that I could, you know, you couldn't roll like that, you know, yeah. uh, immediately or something. Right. But, you know, yeah. God damn, dude. I mean, yeah. Okay. So you're saying that the tech vendors are just awash in capital. They're feeling well, I, great. Either like, that or this might be an outlier. But I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why they'd be spending their money on that than, than other things here. Right. I mean, and it just, and, and maybe I've always had this bias towards, you know, in my echelon of like respect for people, it would be bootstrap entrepreneurs. Sure. You know, and then, you know, I'm not sure we're the, on the, the ring of hells that, you know, VC funded entrepreneurs are. I mean, I'm not saying that for real, but I mean, they're yeah. a little bit lower than a guy who's just spending their own dime and dollar and time energy. Yeah. Um, than, than that. Right. Right. Um, all right. Well, this seems like a decent time to pause and ask our people to uh, subscribe and like and all that stuff, so we can send Greg on uh, on a first class you know, <laughs> flight. Yeah. Let's go back to um, Vendor Alley. Yeah. Who'd you see? Any any really interesting clubs? No, I mean there was still um, kind of the same you know same people there. Um, I didn't really see anything that captured my eye. I mean, there are some things now where people are talking about like, and they're crossing the lines of like maybe FinTech and PropTech, but um, definitely companies that are, you know, I think we, you know, we talked to uh, uh, the gentleman, David, I think Blum uh, from Plunk, right? Yeah. I saw another, you know, a uh, company like that that was like you know trying to um, predict if you did this to the home how much would value would add or what's the cost of these type of renovations yeah um, so a little bit spins on the you know you, you start seeing that more like a Curbio was like you know hire a designer to come you know decorate your house and get it sold quicker or you know all those kind of things there um, what else not not much. So not no one that anything. kind of said, wow, blew your mind. Not, like, look at this idea. Or, not really. Not really. I mean, yeah. um, no, not really. Huh. No, no blockchain, NFT, metaverse companies? No, no. I mean, you know, I, I did, you know, I was, I was lucky enough. Um, I was in this session called Meet the Leaders and Glenn Stanford from EXP came over to say hello. And we had yeah. a, a great conversation. Just um, talk about his company and the incredible growth they're having. And, and just this you know, this whole virtual metaverse thing that, yeah, you know, he kind of saw uh, early on and uh, how that's been, uh, um, he's such a good guy. I mean, he's yeah. a pretty humble guy. Just you know, getting to catch up with him was pretty cool. Yeah, no, Glenn's great, man. He's uh, he's not like any billionaire, you know, you've ever. No, no, with. no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right. So, no, but that's kind of. That's kind of sad, right? Well, that you went to Venture Alley and you, know, you didn't... It's, it's like, you got to think about that, right? I mean, you're coming out of pandemic. That's That was a, a postponed conference, right? Um, you know, it, it's just, it's it's like, what is it? It's April. 
Because April seems like the time that they really introduce a bunch of stuff. I mean, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see more in, in Las Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, not to say there was like, there was a, a full vendor alley for sure there. Um, it's just, and maybe I'm getting more jaded, right? Um, but but that's exactly that who the right person mind. is. Like, because you've seen all of the ones, you know, that we've seen. Like, that there wasn't even one startup that you're like, wow, I hadn't, I never saw anything, you know, some robot AI vision thing or, you know, whatever, like some, something, you know? Yeah, something. no, I, I, not, not really. I, I can't really say. I mean, sorry, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, vendors, uh, apparently you have disappointed Greg, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, now, you know, I don't want to compete against him, so it's all good, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, so I wrote something based on, like, just articles I read because I didn't have a lot of FOMO uh, other than the karaoke night that I missed. Thank, oh, thanks yeah, for sending you did. photos. I, I think I mean, me and Caitlin sent you a couple pictures. Yeah, in violation of all... You definitely missed a karaoke, for sure. I'm just saying, dude, like, you just violated all the rules, right, of karaoke. <laughs> so, But I appreciate that you did that. Um, but, like, were there any, any sort of big announcements? You know, any... Like, there were some big names on stage, right? And apart from Ryan Schneider almost making it sound like he's going to war against Zillow and, you know, partner with CoStar to do it. Apart from that, I didn't really get any sense of, like, big announcements or big to-dos. Not not really. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, I I think, you know, the news cycles are, you know, I know it on my company, we always had to kind of, we always wanted to, if we were going somewhere, to have an announcement about that we were launching it at that Mm -hmm. event, but I, I don't remember anything you know, big being announced there again. It just it's it's a weirdness because it's a postponed thing that was in the middle of that, and then this is going to be a, an interesting three weeks. I mean, I know my own schedule. I went from I was on spring break with my kids yeah. out in Oahu, right? So I went from there. Then last or this week, I was I flew out to New York. Yeah. Next week, I'm going the beginning of next week, I'm going out to Tucson for the Rezo conference. And then after that is NAR mid-year. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, because of some scheduling thing, uh, the T3 Summit in San Antonio, mm-hmm. right? So if I looked on these on a calendar ahead of time, I would, I would have said no to at least one of those goddamn things, but I didn't. So um, I've got- Road a, Warrior, baby, you're back. Yeah, that's Road. the one thing I will say is like, it's like, it's not like we learned any lessons and, and you know what? As we go forward, we're going to cut out a bunch of conferences. It just seems like it's the the rolling circus is back on again, man. It's just back on again. <laughs> well, uh, I'm happy to report I probably won't be at any of those. You know, so you know, rolling circus for you maybe. You know, <laughs> not for well, me. There'll, there'll be some. Uh, I'm sure there's always events coming out in Vegas. So for sure. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so I, I just get to sit here and watch the circus roll in. That's that's a better approach, I think. All right. So I guess the final question for me, and then you could just talk about whatever, is parties. Remember with the pre-show, I said, hey, yeah. so who won the party, the Zillow well, or CoStar um, kind of thing? Like, who I got to say, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't, if there was a CoStar party or I didn't know that there was one, there might have been, but I didn't go to, I didn't go to any, actually, I didn't think I went to any parties because um, I had, you know, dinner, and, sh- and both nights, um, Tuesday night and Wednesday mm-hmm. night, I went to uh, dinner and show with some clients. Yeah. So um, that's, and those were like, you know, you had to go to 
dinner early and the show didn't end until late. So yeah. um, I didn't really get the chance to go to uh, to any of them this time. So it was kind really? of new for me. Craig, what the I hell, know. man? I mean, shows end by midnight. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, you know, the way it was, the way it was rolling, I would get back to the hotel and then you get sucked up into another thing. So, okay, because um, yeah. I'm saying like parties in New York like start at midnight, like that's the whole yeah. Well, not York. not the industry parties though. I, I wouldn't yeah, say I that. Suppose. I mean, the latest one that I knew that started was like a ten. Yeah. Right. So, and then I wouldn't be out of the show until like eleven something. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, if you're going to go to New York, like, st- have your party start at 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the lobby bar closed, that's when you should start your party, like, right? I, you know, it's like the city that never sleeps. I remember going out, like, in law school, at, like, oh, it's one thirty. It's time to hit the clubs. Yeah. You, know? you, don't, you don't go before midnight. Yeah, like, like yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're not hitting the clubs anytime soon here, Rob, you and I. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just old. That's all. But, you know, the young folks, the young vendors. The, you the know, young the, vendors, yeah. Well, I'm sure vendors. they have a whole different story than I do, right? So for They sure. went hard, right? Yeah. They, they must have, you know. All right. <laughs> all right, man. So on the whole, how would you rate? Give it one to ten in men, New York. Oh, ten for sure. Ten. Woo. Yeah. Ten. I mean, this- I mean just, just the community, just the, the being around your tribe there is just worth every single penny of it right so and then you're not you're at one place you're not distracted by anything else and you get to mm-hmm. every room you go to every hall you're walking down you get to see somebody you know and mm-hmm. and and strike up those conversations um you know sat on a few good, good sessions sat in a couple f- shitty sessions i mean all that stuff's the kind of same and, and go as it was <laughs> uh, i was lucky enough to be included on three different panels mm-hmm. so that was uh, you know it was cool to prepare for and, and Excited to do that. Um, so, yeah, no, 10, dude. 10, right. absolutely, yeah. See, I, I feel like you can't give it a 10 when you just told me you found no new interesting vendors. Like, you got to at least knock, well, I mean, you know, not, knock you it know, to a 9. Okay, like, on the grand scheme of things, finding interesting vendors, as far as, like, my increasing my level of pleasure, I don't know. I mean, or, you know, for some mind-blowing session, you know, repeat of, like, the Gary Keller, you know, showdown with Brad, like... What I mean is, so once you go ten, like you can't go higher. So yeah, you gotta okay, yourself okay. a little Yeah, room. maybe. I mean, I you mean, know? I'm just being a little selfish on my own experience, right? So <laughs> that's awesome, man. I'm uh, I'm glad you uh, had such a great time. Well, I'll, pu- I'll put it a nine. You weren't there, so there I'm gonna put go. it a nine. Okay. There you go. There if you, you were there, go. I'd be a ten. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's uh, keep it there, you know, for this week. You know, we'll we'll pick up some topic next week to like really argue over. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be something. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to hear your your experience, you know, there. And <laughs> probably the next time I talk to you, you'll be just sick and, you know, you'll be like, God damn it, I'm on the road again. Like I'm on the road again. Like yeah. you know, from another hotel room. So you know. Well, that, I think I think it'll be a little bit different crowd for Rizo next week. So. Um, I'm I'm interested in talking to all the freaks and geeks at that, right? Yeah. Um, and then after that is, um, because the way the scheduling worked out for mid-year, and, and mid-year's in a whole different town and hotel this time, so it's really weird. Hmm. But And then we also had the T3 Summit, and I think NAR screwed things up by scheduling theirs at the same time as, as Stefan's thing. We've had to split up, so... I've got a crew going uh, 
Jessica Richardson and John Warner are going to go to mid-year, and I'm going to the T3 Summit. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of companies are having to deal with it. Some of them are trying to make them to do both, but there's just no way we could have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think by the end of this month, I'll you know be, if not dead, um, <laughs> have a full perspective, a 360-degree perspective on the industry with all, all right. the different people and... Um, you know, issues that are going on. Um, all right. Or, yeah. I can't wait, man. Cool. And uh, to our listeners, thank you all for, uh, once again, listening. Thank you all for subscribing. So we are going to get a name. And uh, now that we have a name, hopefully uh, share far and wide because we have a real name. Woohoo! Uh, Woohoo! All right. Well, with that, thanks, Greg. Great to see you, as you always. Too, man. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, everybody. 